Is it water on the knee? Operation! It's a whole bucket sea! Operation! A Charlie horse, it's true! Remove the pieces and collect your fee! But don't touch the sides! I'm the doctor for you! Operation! As humans, we love to tinker. We do. We love to fix things. And tear things apart. And we love the thrill of a little bit of danger. You bet. So when a man had an idea to incorporate all those elements, it's no surprise that it had a legacy as well known as the board itself. This is the story of Operation. This is Toys R Us. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, all of my best friends are toys. Hello. Hi. And welcome back to the Toys R Us podcast. The podcast where every week we take you on a guided tour down memory lane to fill your brains with the knowledge of how the things you loved as a child were made. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me as always is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey, everybody. Today is the final episode of season one. Oh. I know, right? Oh. Starting in January, we'll be adhering to a new set schedule. I like schedules. I like I like schedules. I like turtles. <laughs> We're having a lot of fun down here. Uh, I have a zombie boy here. I like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> so like, well, okay, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> weird flex, indeed. It just rolls with it, though. Yeah, dude. You know what? Professionalism. Hey, it's hard to come by. Can't shit on hospitality. Nope. Each month there will be an episode covering the following. A toy, a book, a TV show or movie, and a video game. And the months that have five Mondays will alternate between another toy or a food product. Mm, Because you think about... (laughs) Right, exactly. You think about... There's like certain aspects of your childhood that you don't consider are an aspect of your childhood until you see like a pack of Gushers on the the fucking shelf and you're like... Oh, shit. Dude, I fucking smash Gushers like no one. You put Gushers in the freezer like a man. <sighs> That's bar. Yeah. That's metal. That's metal. <laughs> I decide how you gush. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Your frozen innards are mine. <laughs> that being said, let's get into the final episode of the year and the final episode of season one. Let's scrub in. Today, we'll be discussing the history of a game that made us all amateur surgeons. By means of crippling anxiety at the idea of hearing that buzz when it touched the sides. Oh, yeah. Operation. Are you ready? You bet. Let's go. We start our story in 1964 with a University of Illinois industrial design student, John Spinello. John Spinello. Hey, fucking Johnny. Hey, Johnny Spinello. John loved his field of education, and he loved to tinker. So when given the opportunity to create something for class, he came up with a concept for a board game that made you Indiana Jones in training. Ooh. His game was called Death Valley, and it didn't feature a patient, but rather a character lost in the desert. Remembering an ill-advised moment when he had stuck his finger into a light socket as a child. <laughs> everybody <laughs> should have everybody. a story like that. Everybody does that. Yeah. Like, and then the closest you get to it is when you fucking static shock yourself on something. Yeah. It's like, Christ. See, our, uh, 
my my mother and your father had a bit of their own variation on that. Instead of stick your finger in the light socket, stick your finger in the lawnmower. Yes. <laughs> yes. What in the fuck? And that's why my mother's middle finger looks like a little dick. It does. It looks <laughs> like a baby carrot. Penis <laughs> finger! You know like, that party trick where you make it look like you're just like, removing your thumb? That's what, that's <laughs> yeah, except it actually she removed her finger. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking... Ding, 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 ding. Like, seriously, out of like all the redneck things you could do. Hey, stick your finger in that there lawnmower. Okay. And it's just one of these things that, like, for me, in my subconscious, anytime I cut the grass, I'm like, I can't get too fucking close to that. Thing. <laughs> Same here. Right? Like, you're like, oh, no. Like, I remember one time on our, uh, it, was, it, was even, it wasn't even a push mower, it was our riding mower, but, like, the chain snapped. Mm. But, like, the engine was still running. Oh, shit. Right? But it wouldn't, like, drive. Yeah, yeah. So I had to fucking push it into the garage. Oh, and I'm like, know. don't slip, because the grass is fucking wet. Because I always had this thing, man. Of get up early, get the grass done, I can fuck off the rest of the day. Yep. Uh-uh. Man, that was a bad time. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't, don't slip, don't slip, because your hands are going right under. You're fucking hearing, almost heaven. <laughs> Come on. You <laughs> got fucking Final Destination happening. Yeah, that little, little. Yeah, Tony Todd somewhere like. <laughs> yeah, yes, lawnmower would kill this motherfucker. Leering like out from behind my mailbox. <laughs> that would have been a, so much better of a series if Tony Todd was just the killer. <laughs> just hanging out watching people die. The hot take is that. Tony Todd reprised his role as Candyman, and those were all Candyman kills. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow made it to the pilot cockpit, and that's how the plane crashed. <laughs> Candyman, the next generation. You just see, like, two pilots in the cockpit, he's like, oh, I can see my reflection in this fucking window, man. He's like, hey, hey do Candyman. 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 And then fucking Tony Todd shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Hook. Hook right through the chest. You're in the news report. Yeah, there was, for some reason, a, a bee's nest in the cockpit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what? So <laughs> making any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Several thousand bees found amongst <laughs> the wreckage. <laughs> so, John Spinello came up with a box that had a mild electrical current created by one positive and one negative plate a quarter inch apart. When the players tried to guide a probe through the box's grooves, they had to be careful not to touch the sides. And if they did, the probe would complete the circuit and they'd activate a buzzer. His canteen drained by a bullet hole, he wanders through ridiculous hazards in search of water. Players moved around the board, inserting their game piece, a metal probe, into holes of various sizes. That's what she said. hey <laughs> I was hoping to, I was hoping this dude fit, like, a table that he bought into the back of his, like, tiny-ass car. He's like, he's like, I don't know, man. I think it's too wide. And I'm like, that's what she said. <laughs> I left that conversation, and he tipped me. <laughs> See, like, I always do that shit, like, at the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if people are, like, bagging groceries, or, like, in your case, like, they're trying to put, like, a giant-ass TV in the back of a yeah. truck. God, I hope this fits. That's what she said. Just walk away like a yeah. fucking fart in the wind. <laughs> That's your legacy. <laughs> it's like, wow. Damn, that guy's got killer timing. <laughs> it's 
gotta be that guy. the Tony Todd of fucking that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I'm the candy man if that's what she said. God. Um, so his little fucking board game he came up with got him an A from his professor. Oh, that's awesome. But such complete the circuit games actually date back to the mid 1700s. Oh. Benjamin Franklin designed a game called Treason, which of involved. Of course he would. <laughs> he would, dude. He's trying to get laid, man. Yeah, so he's like, dude. He's like, hmm. Seems I've designed some sort of game that's board sized. <laughs> um, mind if I pork you? <laughs> <laughs> Thou art show me thy knickers. <laughs> oh man, because much like Goofy, Benjamin Franklin fucks. Fucks. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, his game was called Treason. It involved removing a gold crown from a picture of King George II without touching the frame. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I just love it, like. That, that's simple. They're so fucking effective. petty. They're like, hey, yeah. fuck this guy. Like, Especially this just George that scene guy. from fucking It's Always Sunny when they have the fucking portrait of George Washington. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting fed up with this guy. <laughs> um... There's also a popular carnival game contestants had to guide an electrified wire loop. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Which is like, people are watching you. It's 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 never fucking good weather. No. It's always 95 fucking degrees. Yeah. You got some carny who hasn't, like, showered in three weeks and has just been <laughs> living the in the back. Palms. Oh, God. Yeah. It's basically just that scene from Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Joe Dirt. Whew. That's kind of like an underappreciated classic. I know a lot of people like it, but I think it's one of those movies that should be bigger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think David Spade gets shit on a lot, but he does. I, I don't think for that no they fucking realize reason. how really just. He's really funny. He's funny as shit. And he's got great timing. He does. He, he has like an audiobook on Audible that was an Audible exclusive and I yeah. listened to it last year and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and Spinello was not the first to patent such a game because in 1957, Walter Goldfinger Goldfinger and Seymour Beckler received US patent 2,808,263. That's a lot of patents. A lot of patents. For a portable electric game that simulated a golf course and its hazards. Well, that sounds lame. Golf is boring. Yes. Who thinks, you know what kids are going to love? A board golf. game about golf. Yeah. Unless it's mini golf that has some sort of fucking fun hazards. I don't want to fuck with it. As Deadpool said, or Wade Wilson, let's mm-hmm. put balls in holes. There you go. Exactly. Um... Uh, they in turn cited John Brown's 1950 patent for a simulated baseball game and John Archer Smith and Victor Marrow's 1946 patent for a game involving steering vehicles around a board. Oh. A few years after Spinello filed for his U.S. patent, but two months before it was granted, an inventor named Narayan Patel filed for a remarkably similar game that also called for inserting a metal probe between electrified plates. <laughs> uh, I will always be that 14-year-old kid. I know. No matter how old I get. I know. You'll be 95 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you said butts. Oh, God. Um, Patel outlined four themed games based on the setup, one of which was aimed at adult partiers. He called his amusement and dexterity test, How Much Do You Drink? With ranges from Never Heard of Alcohol 
To brother, you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> to none your fucking business. Uh, the game was a hit with Spinello's fellow students, and Spinello decided to f- show it to his godfather, Sam Cotton. Oh, his godfather. Who worked at a toy design firm named Marvin Glass and Associates. <laughs> oh, Marvin Glass. Our cousin. A glass. Fucking Marvin Glass. Oh. Marvin Glass loved the game and paid Spinello $500, which is about $4,200 today, for the rights as well as a promise of a job upon his graduation in 1965. Hey, you don't get much better than that, man. No. And he got the money, but not the job right away. He finally joined the company in 1976. Well, I mean, at least he got there. Right. The word was upheld. He didn't yeah. say when. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you did graduate, technically. Mm-hmm. This is upon graduation. Yeah. Um... Mel Taft, a game designer at Milton Bradley, saw a prototype of Death Valley and thought it had potential. And his team tinkered with the idea, but decided it would be more interesting if the players had to remove an object rather than insert a probe. They created a surgery-themed game, and Operation was born. Operation includes two sets of cards. The specialist cards, which are dealt out evenly amongst the players at the beginning of the game, um... And in, in the U.S. and Australian versions, player t- players take turns paying doctor cards, which offer a cash payment for removing each, per- each particular ailment using a pair of tweezers connected with wire to the board. Successfully removing the ailment is rewarded according to the dollar amount shown on the card. However, if the tweezers touch the metal edge of the, op- uh, of the opening during the attempt, thereby closing the circuit, uh-huh. a buzzer sounds, and Sam's nose lights up red. And the player loses his turn. The player holding- And in the American version, the insurance fucks you to death and you go well, yeah. to bankruptcy. Yeah, you know. Because America. The player holding the specialist card for that piece then has a try, getting double the fee if he or she succeeds. Boom! Double or nothing. Yep. Since there will be times when the player drawing a certain doctor card also holds the matching specialist card, that player can purposely botch the first attempt in order to... Um, have a second attempt for double the value. <laughs> so, you know. That's a, being a doctor's a no pun intended cutthroat. Hey! Cutthroat occupation there, it seems. It is. The winner is the player who holds the most money after all the ailments are extracted. Subsequent later games remove the money and cards, and the winner of these editions is the player who removes the most ailments. The game can be difficult due to the <laughs> shape. It's not realistic at all. Yeah. I think at a certain point they're not going for realism considering you're literally removing a bucket of water from someone's knee yeah and a wishbone and whatnot. yeah Um, the game can be difficult due to the shapes of the plastic ailments and the fact that the openings are barely larger than the pieces themselves you have Adam's apple which will get you a hundred dollars and is the colloquial term referring to the thyroid, thyroid cartilage surrounding the larynx that becomes more visually prominent during puberty. A broken heart, which is worth $100. Oh, it's which... worth more than that. <laughs> Get this man a girl. That sounded really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> somebody, wow. Somebody get this man a girl. Oh, fuck. Um, you have wrenched ankle. Which is an alternate way of saying sprained ankle. Sure. Yeah. Maybe then. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I wrenched my ankle. You're like, what the fuck did you just say? Okay. I've heard I, you know, wrenched my back out, but uh-huh. I've never heard wrench your ankle. No. 
Uh, butterflies in the stomach, worth, which is worth for $100. Um, and you know, everybody's had butterflies. Everybody. Whether they be... You know what? Here's a, here's a hot take. Yeah. Butterflies in the stomach is when you're happy about something. A happy nervousness. Yeah. Moths in the stomach is when you have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it eats away. You're like, you. oh, fuck. Mm-mm, I hate this. Mm, nope. Not a fan of this. Not about it. Uh, spare ribs. They're delicious. Uh, so good. And worth $150. Hmm. Worth every penny. Just falls off the bone. Yeah. Oh, uh, amazing. Uh, funny bone, which is a colloquial name for the ulnar nerve, which is itself thought to be a play on the anatomical name for the upper arm bone, the humerus. Zing. Charlie horse, which is, which is worth $200 and is a fucking nightmare. Those are nightmares, yes. You ever, like, wake up in the middle of the night uh, with a fucking uh, Charlie horse? Yeah. Not like, a fan. Especially, like, in your toes. Oh, dude. Ah. Uh, you just have to sit there, like... You gotta, like, pry your fucking toes apart. Uh, you get the one in, in your fucking calf, and you have to sit there, like, why is a feather stiff as a board? Uh-huh. And just adjust your body? Yeah. Bodies are dumb, dude. Dude, these things are so flawed. Really, really, really Think, are. I can't wait to take it up with the designer. It's like, wow, you motherfucker. It's like, dude, <sighs> you suck. You piece of shit. Uh, writer's cramp, which is a pencil on the forearm yeah. and worth $200. It sucks. Yeah. It's really not fun. I Having writer's cramp? I've started to write more, like physically write, and like you feel it. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Not good. Feels like you're having a spike driven through your fucking yes. forearm. You know, like Jesus. Yeah. The ankle bone connected to the knee bone, which is a rubber band that must be stretched between two pegs at the left ankle and knee. This is the only non-plastic piece in the game and the only card that requires the player to insert something rather than remove it for $200. Mm. The name is taken from the African-American spiritual Dem Bones. Dem Bones. Not to be confused with the Alice in Chains song, Dem Bones. That's true. Or the Mario villain Dry Bones. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love me some Dry Bones. And Shy Guy. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, Wishbone. For $300. Oh, yeah. What is the story? What's the story, Wishbone? Yeah. Tangently related. I saw the first trailer for the new uh, Ghost Rider show. Oh, I've not seen it. Yeah, you're never going to... Ghost Rider. Oh, it's it's. Which spoiler alert? We will be covering Ghost Rider during next year's Thirteen Days of Halloween. Boom. And it is fucking wild. Yeah, unexpected. Unexpectedly fucking wild. Yeah, dark. Dark. (laughs) Dark. Um, you have the bread basket. Which is a plastic basket. And is a slang for stomach. Yeah, right in the bread basket. Which is worth $1,000. And you have brain freeze, which is worth $600. And everybody has always had brain freeze. And every, for everything, everybody's like there to tell you right away, put your tongue on top of your mouth. <laughs> no, dude. That doesn't fucking do anything. Just don't wolf down the fucking ice cream. Okay, but... I know, I know. Easier said than done. It is, because ice cream is fucking delicious. If you see ice cream, you're like, 
Oh. I just gotta have <sighs> My favorite ice cream, which is the hardest fucking ice cream to find, mm-hmm. is New York Jerry. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there's a place called Plush Horse, and they make... Plush Horse? Yeah. Plush Horse. Oh. Not whores. <laughs> I'm like, wow, oh, is that fuck. like some kind of like catering to it's like, like it's It's Build-A-Bear, but <laughs> you make your <laughs> own whore. <laughs> Real dolls? Plush Whores. <laughs> no, Plush Horse. Okay. This is an ice cream place, like a mom and pop place. They've been around for fucking ever. Ages. They make vanilla cherry, which is basically New York cherry. But then I found that that Superman ice cream. Yeah. Or everybody always has different names for it. Yeah. But you know, it's like the swirl one. Yeah. Tastes exactly like New York cherry. Minus the cherries. Minus the cherries. But the cherries is what sells it. So I'm like, if I want the taste, fine. But if I really want it, I'm going to go to Plush Horse. Not Horse. I tell you what, man. Like, right now, I got this hard on for, uh, there's this ice cream company called Hudsonville. Yep. Yep. And they got this uh, ice cream called uh, Blueberry Cobbler. Oh, Holy shit. Holy fuck. I have Hudsonville Superman right in my fucking freezer right Go now. Go get you some. That's good, dude. Yeah. Slept on. That brand is like, wow, dude, where the fuck did you come good. from? Like, their New York cheesecake is tops. Like, everything they that I've tried is yeah. top notch. Amazing. Um, Brain Freeze was added in 2004 when Milton Bradley allowed fans a chance to vote on a new piece to be added to the original game during the previous year. Voters were given three choices and can make their selection via the company's official website or by phone for the chance to win a $5,000 shopping spree. I'm guessing Prior Prism wasn't on the list, was it? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, brain freeze beat out tennis elbow and growling stomach. Who thought of growling stomach? Yeah, you already got bread basket. Yeah. Fucking selfish. Like, I mean, you know what? Stomach needs another one. Yeah, I mean tennis elbow. I can at least kind of get whiskey dick. <laughs> <laughs> the antithesis of fucking priaprism. God. Um. Now, with all of these ailments... Dude, a whiskey of, dick would be a good one. I'm sorry. Just, just like a little shot glass. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bottle of Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> trying trying to pick out a little highball glass. Fucking blue balls and the piece is actually blue. <laughs> You're like, ah. I'd be okay with that. That would be baller, man. Adult. That'd be baller? Ba- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Now, we need to make an adult operation game. We do. Um, with all of these ailments, a bit of irony struck our buddy John. As in 2014, he found himself in, bit of, in a bit of a predicament. You see, John Spinello, who sold the rights to the classic game for a measly $500, needed yeah. $25,000 for oral surgery. Oh, no. Money that he did not have because he did not get royalties. Oh, brutal. Look, everyone needs medical care, he told Huffington Post. I prefer not to dwell on that aspect and focus more on the joy that the game has brought to so many over the years. Fortunately, a round of crowdfunding, which fucking is so sad in the state of our fucking Oh, I know. They're like the largest insurer in America now, it seems. Um, Allowed him to get the procedure as needed. And Hasbro, who bought Milton Bradley, also donated to the effort by buying Spinello's original prototype. Well, that's cool. It is, but they also could have just fucking paid for they, it. Yeah, they totally could have. Like, you have the fucking you money, You have, dude. like, literally Hasbro money. You're printing out money. You really are. Like, what the fuck? Um, and much like 
the board games that we've covered in the past, there are, of course, many crossovers. Of course. You have a Star Wars Chewbacca edition, where you have to remove (laughs) porks from his fur. (laughs) You have Disney's uh, Finding Dory edition. You have a Star Wars BB-8 edition. No, it's so cute. You have (coughs) Botched Operation, which is basically just Operation... With Michael Jackson on it? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically... You get drunk, and you play Operation, There's but there's different ailments. Um, you might have to remove parts with using your thumbs, or while getting tickled. It's just like, <laughs> don't fucking touch me. No. Um, you have a Doc McStuffins edition. You have a Frozen Olaf edition, where you remove miniature snowmen <laughs> off of him. You have Buzz Lightyear edition. The Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie Boogie edition. Oh, tell me you remove bugs. You do, okay, it's a clubfoot, a set of keys from his lock jaw. Oh. A couple bones with fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, there are bugs in there, too. Yeah. Despicable Me, uh-oh, Minion Dave edition. Which, okay. DreamWorks Trolls edition. Fallout Special Edition, mm. where you try That's to remove pretty clever. dog meat breath, bottle, kneecap, atom bomb, and more. Oh, okay. Uh, a, Noah's Ar- a Noah's Ark Edition. Now, when I saw it, I'm like... You better have to be pulling two of every kind out of it. I'm like, there's no way in fuck this is a real, like, licensed operation. <laughs> and then I see on the side of the box... Hasbro. Wow. I'm like, what the fuck? Almost like that uh, Noah's Ark Wolfenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going around like shooting sleeping pills at animals <laughs> <laughs> with a freaking slingshot. Uh, SpongeBob Edition. Operation Brain Surgeon Edition, which is just like his bust. Yeah. And he has to try to remove things from his head. I bet that's cool. Uh, Shrek edition. You have to remove the swamp! You remove earwax, toe jam, humongous fungus, and more. (laughs) Different layers of onions. Humongous fungus is my stripper name. (laughs) Um, Lightning is mine. Oh my god. Me and my buddy had a double zacked. He was this giant black guy. He was chocolate thunder and I was white lightning. Nice. My my drag queen name is Chernobyl. Because I'm a nuclear disaster. Oh, yeah. And my roller derby name is Barb Dwyer. (laughs) Yes! Yeah. A Star Wars R2-D2 edition. A Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer edition. A fucking Rick and Morty edition. Of course. Uh, The Hulk edition. Removing gamma rays. (laughs) No, you have to remove toxic gas. Betty Butterflies, <laughs> and other ailments. Um, a handheld edition, a Lilo and Stitch edition, an Iron Man 2 edition. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what do you have to do? Remove Ivan Vanko's bird? I want oh my, my board. Uh, a Spider-Man edition, and the Simpsons uh, Homer edition. Oh, tell me you gotta remove the crayon from his brain. <laughs> no, it's like bowler's thumb, foot and mouth, rubber neck, trick knee, 
and a few more. Um, and don't set off the buzzer, or else you'll get an earful, because he, like, yells. Oh. He does homer noises. Of course. You know who else could give you an earful? Uh, I have an idea, but why don't you tell us? Oh, it's Fafty. Yeah. Operation inspired a real-life operation that has helped thousands of people. Surgeon Andrew Goldstone was a fan of Operation as a child, and when he got older, he took the game's premise to heart. He noticed that thyroid surgeries were risky due to the thyroid's proximity to the nerves of the vocal cords. A small slip could damage the cords, causing hoarseness or airway obstruction. And he thought surgeons should have a buzzer similar to the one in Operation that alerted them when they got too close. That's pretty slick. He applied an electrode to the airway tube used during general anesthesia, and if a surgeon touched the nerves of the vocal cords with the probe, a signal would pass to the electrode and a buzzer would sound. He sold the technology back in 1991, and it's been used in thousands of thyroid surgeries since. Fucking A. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, to date, Operation has made over $40 million in revenue. That's a lot of cake. A lot. And it's funny that you say cake, because oh, I like cake. Sarah Gaskill of London made an Operation Wedding Cake for two friends of hers who were doctors. <laughs> and it was playable. Oh, that's awesome. Um, there was a make-your-own uh, operation, which helped to teach coding to students. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And a team of creatives out of Pennsylvania built a 10-foot working version of Operation. There was also a, a team that made, like, I couldn't find the dimensions of it, but it was over 100,000 dominoes that oh, made an operation board. That is gnarly. Which is fucking insane. Dude, now that is anxiety. Oh, God, I know. Fuck. I know. You gotta be doing that somewhere that you're on the bottom fucking floor. Yeah. You don't want Hell no yeah. give. Nope. When you get up. Yeah. And so we come to the end of the final episode of season one and the final episode of 2019. It's been just a fucking insane year. It really has been. We've done a lot of shit. We really have. This is, We've this come is, a long way in a year. We really have, dude. I mean, this is episode 80. Yeah. That's fucking bananas. That is wild. Bananas. And we're only starting. That's right. I've got all of fucking 2020 mapped out. Yeah. I do have to change a few things, though, because, you know. No such things will happen. It's inevitable. Sure. Change is like Iron Man. Indeed. What do I say? If you like what you've heard this year, and you'd like to support us, we have a few ways that you can do so. You can follow us on all social medias. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. You can leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts, but most especially Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like... They're the big dogs. Yeah. If not, we get buzzed. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Um, Or you become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Toys R Us Podcast. Until next time, remember, 
even children can be sued for malpractice. <laughs> and remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. I'd like to take the time out to thank our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So, thank you to Jeremy, Jessica, Nicole, Amy, Nicole, Nicole, Juanita, Sabrina, Shannon, and Steven. Thanks a bunch, guys. That's the trauma unit 5. What do we got? BP 64 if you're the guy from the operation game, you get operated on. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do.